Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 88. John and Wendy talk to Lillian Fung. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? I'm well. Wendy, we've had episodes come out on holidays. This is coming out on Halloween. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky, spooky. You know, I, I was I was thinking back. Did you celebrate much Halloween as a kid? Uh, we did. We would dress up uh, in South Dakota. You have to be sure your costume fits over a snowsuit because it's usually cold. <laughs> this year, it looks like it's going to be nice. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, we always had to get the costumes, the the cheap ones from the drugstore with the plastic mask. Yeah. How about you? We grew up out in, when I say country, I did not live on a farm, but it was fairly spread out. And I, I had a friend whose dad would drive his tractor with a flatbed trailer and we'd all hop on the back and ride around entire neighborhoods oh, fun. on the flatbed because you're so, the houses are so, so spread out. Oh, okay. You, you, so you ride from one to the next. <laughs> yeah. In my cheap little Darth Vader poly, you know, whatever those things are even made of the, the flame, you know, the things that would look like they would just immediately catch fire if something happened. Oh, heck apparently yeah. they were yeah, yeah, flame, yeah. flame retardant. And one, one year we had, I also, uh, for those of you who keep score at home, out where I grew up was home to one of the two penitentiaries in the state of Kentucky. And one year, <laughs> right around Halloween, there was a there was a jailbreak. Oh gosh! And so they were they were concerned about having to cancel Halloween and ruining you know many many children's lives and mm-hmm. probably many parents' evenings probably not doing it. Thankfully, they caught the person. Oh, that's but, good. Yeah, that was the excitement that year. Was that was circa nineteen seventy? <laughs> good times, good right. times. Well, oh. hopefully, uh, hopefully the kids. Get plenty of candy and not too many uh, rotten teeth, and well, we'll keep celebrating, right? Uh, exactly. And as long as we get the mom and dad tax, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> my, You know, it's funny. My kids obviously are well out of that uh, age now to even do it. But living here, when they were children, there weren't a lot of kids in our neighborhood. Mm. So we used to go to the low end of the local malls. And you oh, yeah. literally, it was like going on a conveyor belt. And they would, the perimeter of the mall would just be, Parents and their children at one big continuous line. Yeah. And, and you just kind of trudge from one store to the next and everybody had can't. It was one of the weirdest it's, <laughs> things. Yeah. There's some hundreds of, those, of people. There's some of those here. There's the, you know, like a trunk or treat. And uh, I took sure. the girls to one of those once and it was, it was awful. There were so many people that you couldn't get up to where they were handing out the candy no one was saying trick or treat or thank you because they were just basically throwing candy into the bags as fast as they could. Last year, uh, Jesse wanted to go trick or treating with a friend of hers. So she and I went over to her friend's house and hung out with the mom and took them around that neighborhood and they had a blast. So uh, I think we will, if the weather holds out, we will be doing that again this year. Well, for those of you out there that are celebrating, we wish you a happy yep. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Again, eat- Plenty of candy. Enjoy yourselves. And enough Halloween talk. Yep. Super, super excited about our guest tonight. You know, I can remember talking to Lillian way, way back, you know, on Twitter, probably during one of the chats. You know, she's been such an amazing cheerleader for us and what mm-hmm. we were doing. And so we had a chance to talk earlier this year. And I said, hey, we'd love to have you with us on the show. And work made it challenging for her for a bit. But she's with us now. I'm going to stop gushing. I'm going to let you make the introduction and we will get started. Yes. Uh, super excited to welcome Lillian Fung to the show tonight. Uh, She is a human resources business partner and account manager at ADP. 
In her role, she provides HR guidance and account support to her clients, who are primarily small businesses with workforce sizes ranging from 20 to 150 employees. Lillian considers herself an introvert who enjoys engaging with other people. She finds it to be one of the best ways to gain new information that satisfies her curiosity about everything. In order to get out of her safe corner as an introvert without having to participate in the small talks that she often finds uncomfortable, she decided to volunteer a lot. One of the organizations that she is highly involved in is the Professionals and Human Resources Association, PIHRA, Pasadena Chapter. Once her term as social media chair ends at the end of this year, she will be stepping into the membership role in 2020. When she's not working and volunteering, Lillian roams the local libraries to find her next books, playing with her two pups and one kitten, and unwinding with her husband, Roger, somewhere in Southern California. Well, Lillian, welcome to the show tonight. And our first question is, what's in your glass? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am having hot water with lemon in my Minion mug from Universal Studio. Caroline will be excited. Yes, I was going to say you're the second person in a month that's had that. And oh. <laughs> yes, unbelievable. And speaking of Caroline, before we get too far, the show is being brought to you last time this month. is being brought to you by our friends at CareerArc. So thank you, CareerArc. Thank you for saying hot water, Lillian, because now, again, you're the second person in the month that said that as their drink of choice for the evening. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, it was it was great to get a chance to, to visit earlier this year and, you know, kind of talk shop a little bit. You know, how exactly did you get your start in human resources? Well, thinking back, um, I remember witnessing and experiencing a few disappointing encounters between HR and employees at one of the companies I used to work at. And I just thought there must be a better way to improve communication between the company and the employees because, I mean, at the end of the day, neither can really exist without each uh, the other. And since that is the case, I wanted to see how much more efficient and effective both can be when they can optimize the relationship. So with that, I decided to pursue HR as a profession so I can be the bridge between the company and its employees. That's very cool. So you've had a lot of chance, a lot of time and chances to talk with a lot of different people. So what do you see as the biggest issue that your clients are currently facing? And how do you go about addressing that? And then looking into your crystal ball, what's coming, what can we anticipate coming in the down the pike? I would say that attracting and keeping good and great employees, because we can't have them all great in a small business environment is, is especially challenging. I think, um, at least from what I've seen with my clients, because most businesses seems to be reacting to the issues. They're often wearing so many hats and also putting out the fires that they don't really have time to deliberately strategize and plan and execute goals that would really help the business to progress and, and drive their business grow in the long run. So seeing that, what I've been tweaking as far as my approach when I meet with my clients is really be more deliberate in asking questions about the health of their business. Of course, leaning onto the topic of human resource management, um, because many of these small business owners, they still haven't really yet realized the benefits of HRM. And that is a critical component in creating competitive advantages for the business. I asked these 
prying questions in a way. Um, and I also, when the opportunities are there, really present them um, with data regarding their workforce um, and associate that with how much costs um, that they're not seeing by either not looking at it or just not doing anything about it. As far as any issues on the horizon, um, I would say just with globalization, I think in, down the line, if some of these small businesses are not focusing more on really attracting and retaining these, these talent, they're going to really lose that competitive advantage and really sustain their business um, and, and really be relevant, especially with, um, you know, the growth of internet, of course, and then how connected we all are in social media. And Lillian, I'm sure you face some unique challenges being in California. As I always say, I, I'm really glad that I don't cover that territory because I just don't understand your labor <laughs> law at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure that's something a lot of your customers must tell you too. I mean, it just seems like such a incredibly challenging thing to to unravel. Is that just me? No, no, definitely not okay, just good, you. Good. Um, I I mean, sometimes even though I'm a practitioner in in California, I feel that we're just navigating a different world of HR on our own because of the compliance requirements that just keep coming out, which seems to be like every other month. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not definitely just you. We were recently at a conference out there and I had had chance to visit with a friend of mine that I've known for many years outside of the conference. And we were talking about some of the things that had come up and he mentioned even, you know, the scheduling rules and things that had potential, you know, down the road, what could have, could occur. And it was, it was just harrowing. I don't <laughs> just scary to think that I'd have to have your schedule two weeks in advance. And some of those things that would, especially I would think for a small business owner would be so incredibly challenging if they were to actually to happen. Definitely. Um, I have a few clients in the retail industry and that's pretty much one of the requirements that they need to start doing very soon, as you mentioned. And one of my clients expressed great concerns because she basically just said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this because we rotate as needed and sometimes people call out. So it, it's just hard to really stay compliant and still run a small business operation that is profitable. Seems like you're trying to not only comply, but then they continue to make new laws that like the first one doesn't even go into place and they've already got another one coming. Is that, is that accurate? Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then sometime, you know, you have these um, requirements that is running for a few months and then you already have new things going on to add to the existing rules. Something you might've heard uh, with our anti-harassment training requirements, the deadline originally was set for the end of this year, 2019. And about last month, uh, we got a new bill signed to extend it um, to next year. And there are a few other tweaks in the requirement that are changing because of this extension. Keeps you entertained no matter what. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of entertainment, let, let's talk a little bit about your involvement with PIHRA. And, you know, I know you've been very involved in the social media committee 
going to be moving over to membership. Talk a little about why you decided to get involved as a committee member and what value have you found taking part in the chapter in that way? So I've heard about the benefits of social media a long time ago. Um, This was probably right around the time that I just got on Twitter platform, but didn't really know what to do with it because I don't really follow celebrities um, as it seems like that's what most people use Twitter's for. I heard from uh, with Pyra, the Pasadena chapter specifically, um, that's closest to me. So I'm more involved with them. I heard that they need a somebody new um, on their social media slash communication committee. Um, so I looked into it and I just decided, hey, you know, this is an opportunity that would offer me a chance to learn a new tool and also develop new set of skills and potentially broaden my network, um, just really be exposed and be out there on social media. And so I signed up for it. And I remember uh, this was about a little bit over a year ago that I stepped into the social media committee role uh, or chair. I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I used to spend hours um, trying to create flyers and posts that I thought would help making people look or click um, using Word doc and um, various apps. They're, they're free option to try to create these posts that would go on Instagram and LinkedIn, the two main platforms that, that I manage. And it was kind of stressful because, again, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to do my best layering and putting all these photos and messaging um, to advertise the events that the chapter uh, was doing. In doing that, Fast forward to now, I realized that that opportunity to really just explore and run with it, if you will, offer me the opportunity to operate outside the box, be resourceful, because in in my little toolkit, there was nothing that would help me to create social media posts. So I had to really just utilize what I know and build on that and do research. Um, and by doing all that, definitely learn a new skill set with uh, advertisement, if you will. Now I can really spend about a fraction of the time. So for example, before I would spend maybe two, three hours perfecting aligning fonts and whatnot on Word. Um, now I can use this app called Canva to design a flyer in less than half an hour. So that's really something to celebrate for me. Um, And I would say that without taking part on the social media committee, I wouldn't really have the opportunity to develop new skills, um, hone in on the ones that I already have, and also really be exposed to have that chance to broaden my network. Love Canva. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Makes life so much easier. Absolutely love it. And it's great. And it's Wendy's been social chair out her way. I've been social chair at one point, you know, here. And so certainly can understand about, yeah, that's been one of the best things was really getting to hone some of those skills and learn about Canva and those kind of tools to make it easier, (laughs) but, you know, getting that repetition (laughs) into. So absolutely exciting to be moving into that new role as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. 
Well, Lillian, not only are you active in HR groups, but you're um, also very active with Toastmasters. For those um, who are listening who aren't familiar with Toastmasters, can you tell us a little bit about them and then why you decided to start a chapter? So Toastmasters um, actually come in two layers. There's the international organization um, or the, the parent one, if you will. And there are local clubs or chapters that are pretty much self-managed. By definition from Toastmaster.org, um, it is a nonprofit education organization that teaches public speaking and leadership skills through a network of local clubs. And most people actually refer to it or know it as a speech club because that's what you do um, being a Toastmaster. You craft these speech and you present them um, to the group in the club. As a human resources practitioner, I felt and still feel that it's important to be able to communicate well. And this to me means having the ability to be aware of how you and the other person or people is behaving or are behaving during an exchange. So it's the ability to know if my body language aligns with my message and my intention. If I am expressing my thoughts clearly in a concise manner, and if I'm listening with an open mind, or if I am already forming responses as the other person person shares their thoughts and concerns, and so on. And I realized that there's really no way I could have learned how to communicate well without any practice or without getting feedback in a constructive way. Toastmasters Club is the environment that provides a safe platform for me to do just that. And I was originally introduced to Toastmaster by my husband, Roger, and one of our good friends, but I couldn't join their club because it wasn't open to community. Basically, you have to work at their company in order in order for you to join, you have to work at the company. So I went about and checked out a few open clubs, but decided that, that I wanted one that focused on that focuses on professional development and meets on the weekend, um, Saturday. And so I pitched the idea to create our own chapter and I rallied a few people that I knew from a nonprofit organization that I used to volunteer with um, called AAPA or Asian American Professional Association. And with that, we charter our own club. We needed 20 people to sign up in order to charter a new club with Toastmasters International. So I can't really say that I did it all by myself, um, but it, it's been a fun journey. Yes. Very cool. I've known some folks here who have participated and they have really uh, enjoyed what they've learned. And so very cool for you to take advantage of a situation and make something that you needed. Fill your need. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is being brought to you once again by our friends at CareerArc. Wendy and I have been really fortunate to work with CareerArc for the entire month of October on many great things, including the Embark Summit and our monthly chat with guest Caroline Vernon, who's been on the podcast. When it comes to social recruiting on the front end of the employment cycle to outplacement and handling that situation as best as possible at the end of the employee life cycle, CareerArc's going to have you covered. If you go to careerarc.com slash blog, you can pick up all types of information about employer branding and outplacement, as well as the Embark Conference, 
There are also two guides, one to social recruiting and one to outplacement that are available. If you go to careerarc.com slash blog, check the show notes. We'll have links to those guides as well. Thanks again, CareerArc, for your partnership and friendship. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Lillian, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. And so our first question for you is, who was your first professional mentor, and what was the most important or impactful thing you learned from them? I'd say my first professional mentor um, is my now really good friend, Linda. Um, she's not in the HR community, but from her, I've learned that when you focus on giving to others, sharing your experience to lift and help them grow, you'll get 10 times in return without even asking most of the time. Lillian, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? I would say Carla Reyes, and I'm sure she doesn't know that I'm mentioning her name. Um, I met Carla when she requested to join Pyra Pasadena LinkedIn group earlier this year. She's a young professional in HR, and I am already in awe of her passion for what she does, her immensely positive energy, and how proactive she is being more involved in the HR community. So if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Embrace the fear, but do put yourself out there. And what you can gain will completely exceed the disappointments that you'll encounter. Lillian, we've talked a little bit about your involvement with PIHRA. How else do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I like to connect with uh, young professionals or students um, and really just share my experience with hope to help them sort of use that experience and hopefully learn from them and design their own career path in, in HR. So Lillian, what is your favorite movie? Harry Potter is <laughs> probably one of the movie set that I can watch over and over and over again. You got a particular favorite of those movies? I don't. Um, I really just like the okay. magical part of things and how you have these awesome powers that you can just, you know, um, use the wand to to control. <laughs> I always say if I had a Harry Potter wand, I'd be filling jobs just so quick. I, would know <laughs> myself. I get that. That would be fantastic. How about a favorite musician or band? I don't really have one. Uh, I. I'm really, I mean, I listen to all type of music from country to hip hop, rap, R&B, trance. So it, it's, yeah, I don't really have a favorite. Is there a group that you particularly like or that mm. maybe that we should all be listening to? I can't think of one, but I know <laughs> I'm on, I'm in, um, uh, Bojali's phase right now because I visited my friend last week and that's all she plays to her three-month-old child so <laughs> that's what I'm listening on my Spotify list right now well, how about a favorite tv show this is another hard one because I, I just scanned and I, I would pick up things I think based on last night I'm I'm interested in rhythm and flow <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah, it's a reality music um, show that is uh, produced by Cardi B. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's I, Netflix. I, 
I've heard of it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Lillian, this is hard because I I always try to find connection. I have no idea what rhythm and flow is other than apparently it's on Netflix. It's, it's like The Voice, but um, okay. yeah, it's like okay. The Voice. But like hip hop. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, in, in my Harry Potter knowledge is this. I've seen one of the movies. <laughs> That was just never my thing. Uh, my my wife always saw all the movies with my kids. So I've seen one, and I think it was Prisoner of Azkaban. It was pretty good. That's about all I know about Harry Potter. I know there's a bad guy named Voldemort. That's about it. Anyhow, if you're not watching Harry Potter, if you're not watch, listening to all different types of music, if you're not watching Rhythm and Flow, what else do you like to do outside of work? I read a lot. Um, I didn't realize how much I enjoy reading until about three months ago, I think. So whenever I'm not on the computer or volunteering, I just sit on my couch and read with my cup of coffee or hot water and lemon. <laughs> nice. So Lillian, if you weren't in HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? I would say some type of industrial engineer. And that's because I went to a technical high school and, um, I took four years of drafting. So I, and, and then other things like uh, electric workshop and wood shop. And I realized that I really enjoy tinkering with stuff, tools, processes, um, sometime just people maybe to help um, them be better and also myself. So I think if I'm not doing HR, I would be an industrial engineer. Lillian, I can comfortably say you are the first person that's ever said that. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And I think you're the first person ever. I don't want to say admit, but talk about the fact they took drafting for four years. That's that's phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> that's great. It's cool that you could find a way to take those technical that technical interest and do it in HR because we're glad you're doing that. If you weren't, we probably wouldn't have had you on the show because if you were industrial engineering, something probably would never had a chance to meet. Right. <laughs> yes. We're glad you found found an outlet this way. There's probably going to be some listeners that that don't know that didn't know you before the show. Now that they've heard you here, they're going to want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to reach you out there on social media? Find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there because of Pyra Pasadena. Um, I'm also active, as you know, on Twitter, and my handle is Lillian Fong HR. We will have those in the show notes. Okay. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for the listeners to find you out there? Best way is always on my blog, uh, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our monthly Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time, hashtag HR social hour. How about you, John? Before I give my contact information, I want to thank CareerArc one last time for the month of October. Been just a phenomenal... Yes, it has sponsor for us. We've talked about the Embark Conference. We've talked about all the partnership we've had with them. They're the best. Yeah. We love you, Career Arc. Thank you again for everything that you do for us and what you're doing for the HR community out there. So wanted to say that. As far as for me, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com, top three lines at the left-hand side of the screen. Open those up. You'll find access to all my social accounts there. While you're there, if there's an episode you haven't listened to, download it. Listen, rate, review, share. It's all we can ask help us to continue to boost our signal. We always appreciate it. Lillian, again, really appreciate you joining us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 